Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful look back into the world of prostitution in the United Kingdom. Now, you may recall that I did a, I did an episode way back in 2011 on a website known as punternet. something punternet.com. Now, punternet is a place where punters, as they are known, people who enjoy the services of prostitutes, can go and rate the prostitutes, and the prostitutes can reply. And you may recall that I erroneously thought that prostitution was illegal in the United Kingdom. It is not. And as I was reminded by listener Sam Clark, in the UK, paying for sex isn't illegal, but prostitution is. So I don't know how they are able to logically parse that in their minds. Either way, when it comes down to it, if you want to have sex with a lady in England, you can, and at the end, some money will be exchanged. So, anyway, I decided to dip my toe back into the world of prostitution and its customers, I guess. In the United States, they're known as Johns. Why? I don't know. Probably because it's a very common name. But in the UK, they're known as punters. And the act of having sex with a prostitute, or the sort of umbrella term for the entire count encounter, is called a punt, or and I don't know the origin of that word either. Maybe someone can explain it to me. Anyway, so instead of going back to punternet.com, I am going to start with a website known as ukpunting.com. Now, ukpunting is very similar to punternet.com, but it has more of a forum vibe instead of just being a list of prostitutes and yes or no experiences listed. So this is a place where punters or for the American listener, Johns, come to ask questions of each other about their prostitute experiences and share their stories. Um, they also have a wiki, which explains a lot of the terms. Uh, if you're interested in learning the terms, I will explain the ones I can think of. But that is at puntingwiki.com. I had to look up some of these terms. I know it seems hard to believe that I wouldn't know all of them, but uh, I didn't. Apparently, another term for punter is hobbyist. So next time... You're at the model train shop. Someone says they're a hobbyist. Give them a sideways look. Anyway, so let's get right into this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You, UK Punting Edition. So the first post we'll read is in the UK Punting subform discussion subform UK Punting in a thread started by Dime entitled, Why Do Some WGs, which stands for Working Girls, Close Their Eyes During Sex Slash Kissing? And it goes like this. A thing I've noticed with a few WGs I've been with is a few of them close their eyes when I'm kissing or fucking them. There was one I was with who put the condom on me, then lay back, eyes closed, with her arms across her chest as though she was in a coffin, and I pumped away at her pussy. I also noticed she was frowning a lot when I was kissing her body. Is it because they are not attracted to the punter? One thing I really like is for a WG to look at me whilst I fuck them or them give me a BJ. Why do you think WGs close their eyes and does it annoy you? And Turtle Z replies, Cause you is fugly? Shrugging emoticon. And James999 adds, So they do not vomit? Animated emoticon holding in vomit. And Mank Scene writes, It's fucking abnormal to keep your eyes open when kissing. And creepy. And Smith's ads. 
Very few of any WGs are likely to be attracted to me, seeing as I am an ugly fucker. The point is that WG shouldn't need to be attracted to me to offer me a good service. It's not dating. I am paying her, so what I look like is neither here nor there. All I require is a good act from a WG, and they haven't any excuse as I uphold my end of the deal. Arriving clean, on time, with the correct money, I expect them to uphold their end in both senses of the word. I like eye contact myself, but I have found some WGs aren't confident enough to do it, or they really are avoiding my gaze to stop themselves feeling queasy. And Anth G writes, I think the reason is simple, because they are poor at their job. On whether it annoys me, I would say eye contact is literally the most important thing for me above anything else, so it annoys me immensely. If OWO, which stands for Oral Without a Condom, or kissing or anything is off the cards, I accept it if the girl is nice. If the girl cannot even look at me, I would say unless there are massive other factors for me to overlook it, I would class it as a complete downer of a punt. And Monstar adds, Eyes open or closed during sex is down to each girl's preference. Or, you fugly. Laughing emoticon. And Anth G replies, So can I ask, what do you think of if during sex you say politely, Can you look at me? And her preference is she doesn't want to. I think the girl should, and if she refuses, that makes it a negative punt myself. And Monstar adds, I agree with you, Anth G. She is getting paid to ignore her preference and go with the punter's reasonable request. Some eye contact seems reasonable to me. Thumbs up emoticon. And Three Chili Man writes, This sounds like the I-I-T-D-H-W-T-G-F-E, brackets, I'm in the doghouse with the girlfriend experience. And Comma Minion writes, 20 pound extra? Look at you. And Danny writes, It seems more natural to close your eyes when kissing. Staring into someone's eyes before kissing feels normal, but whilst it feels weird plus you end up cross-eyed if you try to do it as you are just too close to each other. It feels strange and rather uncomfortable to keep them open even with a partner. Most people I know or have met close their eyes whilst kissing. During sex, a bit of eye contact now and then is okay. Straight out, non-stop staring into someone's eyes is freaky and feels a bit creepy, TBH. I would say over 95% of the clients I see close their eyes whilst kissing too and during sex make eye contact now and then, but not all the time. If they spent the whole time just staring into my eyes, they would get put onto the do not see again list on my phone as it's out and out creepy. You are not in love and you don't even know each other, so it's far from natural behavior. Do you have to remember you are both strangers and you can't gaze lovingly into a stranger's eyes? It's not natural. It's also very uncomfortable and for most people they wouldn't feel at ease doing it. Plus, if she has to keep it in her head to do it, she's only concentrating on doing that so she won't be offering the best she can as her mind is firmly on keeping her eyes staring at you. And Toshiba adds, Generally, it means they fucking hate what they are doing. Frowning emoticon. And Anth G writes in reply to Danny, can I please ask other people to comment on this too? I say this as I quite unashamedly say, I do this in regards to locking eyes. It's what turns me on. It really turns me on to lock eyes in the punt and keep them there together. My thoughts are, I am shy outside of the bedroom, but inside, I want eye contact in abundance. Like I have said in the past, eye contact should be an adult work likes list option. To also add, from my body language and words I say, it is made clear I am not threatening or aggressive. I just want to literally keep eyes locked on each other throughout my time as it is what I'm after from a punt. It really, with no joking, turns me on. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the UK punting subform discussion subform UK punting 
in a thread started by Aishaw199144 entitled OWO, which again stands for Oral Without Condom. And it goes like this. A lot of girls are offering OWO. Surely that's a bit risky. Do any of you guys go for the OWO? And Hendrix adds, yes and yes. All sex is risky to some degree. Have a wank if you want to stay safe. Wash your hands before and after. And Red Kettle adds, yes, I consider it essential. That said, I quite often, for various reasons, end up with girls where it is not on offer. But if it was, I would always go for it. Yes, there are risks. But if you want a risk-free life, don't go punting. We all make our decisions on this sort of thing. I don't bear back, but I take the view that the risks of OWO are worth the pleasure I take from it. And Tantric Talents adds, Well, you know what they say. Covered oral sucks. Brackets rubber. Rolling on the floor. Emoticon times three. And Saeed Well writes, deal breaker for me, no OWO, no booking. And Denny Boom writes, OWO, and I don't want to ask for it. And Pumps adds, 100% a deal breaker for me. And Big MC writes, if she does it, she does it. If she doesn't, I would still book her if I wanted to see her. Doesn't bother me if she whips a rubber out before going down. And the Crockett Man adds, OWO is a very important starter for me. Five exclamation points. It helps the <laughs> it helps in building up to the main event of fucking the lady. Brackets, especially anally, which for me is also very important, as I cannot ever do a punt without it. Four exclamation points. OW is a no-no for me. So that would mean oral with. And Mank Scene writes, there are quite a few WGs I wouldn't have minded seeing on a W but haven't because they don't offer OWO. I try to convince myself to not be bothered by it, but I can't. Having my cock sucked with a Johnny on just isn't right. I feel not, no matter how deep they go. And Q-Ball adds, I know how many feel about OWO being necessary, and I'm in the same, but I can cope with OW as long as the French kissing is there. No kissing is the real punt killer for me. And Dime adds, I hate getting oral with a condom. I've been able to come from OWO. It's so much better when they deep throat you without, and you can feel their teeth on you. Googly-eyed emoticon. And Tantric Talents asks, Teeth? You like teeth? Yikes! Freaking out emoticon. And type O negative writes, OWO and FK, which stands for French kissing, are my quote-unquote must-have. If they are not on the menu, no business from me. And Cactus Coco writes, OWO is a must for me too, as foreplay and then to finish by giving a facial or ideally CIM, which is come in mouth. OW feels okay with modern thin condoms, had it twice in saunas when the girls I chose only did OW and therefore didn't take CIM, but I wouldn't book them again. If OWO isn't on the menu with an AW girl, and AW stands for adult work, I'd need some persuading to book her again. She'd have to offer stunning legs and a pretty face and take a spanking for me to book a session. For girls offering quote-unquote OWO at discretion, I'm always shaved and take a shower first. I've never been refused OWO from the quote-unquote at discretion girls, which was nice. Roll eyes emoticon. And Claret and Blue writes, The best thing I read on here was that quote-unquote OW is like going for a paddle with your socks on. I don't recall the poster, but that sums it up for me. And Aged Cases adds, 
I had OW once, and it was extremely painful. Reckon the daft cow put the rubber on the wrong way round. One of the risks of OWO is urethritis. Now, I've had urethritis in the past, brackets, not from sex either, and the constant urge to urinate will drive you potty. Freaking out emoticon. One tip is to piss after coming to flush out the pipe, and also eat plenty of cranberries. And Cactus Coco adds, as far as hygiene and OWO goes, I understand the human mouth is normally rife with bacteria, decaying food molecules, etc. And there's more of a chance of the cock picking up rather than depositing infection, even if the woman has good dental hygiene. All the more reason to wash your cock before and after OWO, and for her to use mouthwash before and after. And Bod666 writes, I had a week's worth of burning pain when pissing in a very necessary trip to the gum clinic, Gum stands for genitourinary medicine. A gum clinic is the place you get your sexual health checked. And a very necessary trip to the gum clinic, brackets probably chlamydia, after enjoying some deep throat OWO with a 100 pound per hour Polish girl. That experience has put me right off OWO. Having caught something, I really don't want to go through that again. I suppose the flip side is that I've been punting for years and this is the first time I caught something. And some black guy adds, Sorry to hear that, buddy. I seem to get conflicting information from the nurses at these clinics. I always ask how high is the risk through catching an STI with unprotected oral. Besides herpes, it's highly unlikely to catch anything receiving. I asked, quote-unquote, what if the person giving has opened cold source and cuts? They told me again, it is possible, but the risk is highly unlikely. Ah. <laughs> uh. That is a bad nurse. I don't really know what to believe. I've been fortunate to never catch anything in 95% of the time I've received OWO. I never ever go bareback when it comes to sex and punting, though. And we'll leave that thread and go to an informational post on a wiki that was linked to by the UK punting website. And this address is puntingwiki.com. And we'll read from an informative wiki post entitled Prostitute Time-Wasting Tactics. And it goes like this. A guide to well-known ways in which a prostitute might use to waste time. A booking is usually a set length of time, and the prostitute won't need to work as hard if she spends less time doing sexual services. It is worth noting that many prosies are good at what they do, and some men may enjoy some of the practices listed here. This guide only covers time-wasting tactics during a punt. This guide aims to inform. Contents, taking time away, crap massage, making a drink, early alarm, or a fast clock, five, Related discussions on UK punting. Taking time away. Many prosies, obviously a euphemism for prostitute, many prosies view a pre-chat as an eyebreaker. No problem with that sentiment. But what if the prosy talks for so long it cuts your time in half and there is no time left to do the sexual positions you want or even orgasm? Time wasted. If the man is into the chat, it can waste significant time. The quote-unquote experts can easily waste 30 minutes or longer. From my experiences, less than 10 minutes is normal chat time. Effectiveness. This is very effective, and the man does not want to appear like a quote-unquote rude knobhead by interrupting her. Avoiding it. It's easier to spot if you notice the prosy talking excessively with little or no real focus on you. Brackets such as sitting far away. The subject matter will change quickly from topic to topic, and she will often talk more about herself than you. Sexual acts will rarely get mentioned, if at all. Verbally suggest you want to move things along. Ask for a refund if it looks like a non-starter or if you are too pissed off to continue. Brackets, assuming you handed over cash first. Move things along by stroking her leg or cuddling. Do not mistake a few minutes preamble for an insult. Some men love to chat, and that's cool. It's your money. It's your choice. Crap massage. From my experiences, most massages are crap. 
Very few are truly qualified, and some don't even have the strength to push down hard enough. Some men enjoy a massage, but it should never be compulsory. Time wasted. 10 to 20 minutes easily, sometimes longer. Effectiveness. A popular time-wasting tactic, and some processes insist that it is compulsory. It is often used to run the clock down after the man has come once. He is offered a massage. He accepts. Time has run out, stopping him from having sex again. Brackets round two. Avoiding it. Politely refuse if you do not want it. Ask to do something you enjoy more. A massage parlor does not mean you have to accept a massage. It is simply a euphemism for a brothel. For limb and joint pain, see a qualified sports masseuse masseur. Making a drink. The prosy goes to make you a drink. She is probably stashing the cash. It's not a problem unless she has gone for a significant amount of time. The prostitute has the right to stash the cash and is often just being hospitable. It is only a problem if it looks like a piss take. Time wasted. Up to 15 minutes. From my experience, the time to make a drink, even a hot drink, should take 5 minutes or less. Effectiveness. It can be effective if the punter is not suspicious or a newbie avoiding it. Refuse a drink if you do not want one. Some punters even bring their own water slash soft drink. Bringing a flask of steaming hot cocoa will look like you are taking the piss though. Respect the fact that the prosy wants to stash the cash. Ask if she needs it in hand if it is taking too long. Early alarm or fast clock. The prosy's alarm on her phone goes off 10 minutes before the booking is due to end. Oh dear, time up and a regular quote-unquote client is waiting. You check her clock and it looks like your time is up, but you know it isn't because you checked the time in your car before you entered the house. Time wasted. 10 minutes is typical. Up to 20 minutes has been known. Effectiveness. Very effective. Very effective as it is hard to prove. It is also fucking sly. Avoiding it. Wear a cheap watch. Keep the Rolex at home. Make sure it is set to the precise time. Use Wi-Fi to find the accurate time on your phone. If it is an older one, use the internet or the talking clock to set the correct time. This will ensure your timekeeping is accurate. Ask when the booking starts, if need be. Many processes will start when you hand over the cash or when you enter the place. Show her the watch before your time starts and check her wall clock. Set a discreet alarm on your phone a couple of minutes before your booking should end. Then you know when you need to bring it to a climax. And related discussions on UK punting, unacceptable time-wasting tricks, and S-A-A-F-E, punters who dare to expect sex for the whole time. And we'll go from that wiki page to a new wiki page with the title, Prostitute Blacklist. And the contents are, one, blackmail, two, murder, three, thieves, four, outing, five, threats and abuse, six, revenge and malicious allegations, seven, criminal convictions, eight, benefit fraud, nine, other. It is a page with a laundry list of prostitutes' online handles and the subsections that they have fallen under for the reasons that people shouldn't use them. And under outing, the first one is for a ex-Nikki X, and her listing leads to a post by, by Ricky Harrow entitled, Ex-Nikki X Outing a Client. And it goes like this. Some people may be aware of this girl from AW. She has been mentioned here on a few occasions as having an attitude problem and her head up her own arse. But I just noticed her on Twitter and she posted a pic of a client who hadn't turned up. If you just save someone's number on your phone, you can automatically see their WhatsApp profile pic. Maybe he had a valid reason for not making it and not being able to inform her, or maybe he was just a time waster, but I don't think that still makes it right to put his picture on a social media website that can ruin his life. V. Her losing a bit of cash, which IMO is part of the job. And admin adds, now on the blacklist for life. And Ricky Harrow replies, thanks, very fair. Just noticed she posted his phone number as well. Hitting head against brick wall emoticon. And Smith adds, well spotted. I assume this punter was using a smartphone. 
If so, more proof that punters need to be very careful when using them when punting. I shall stick to my old second-hand Nokia. Good to see this lowlife on admin's blacklist. I hope it costs her business. Thumbs down emoticon. And Roth adds, fucking deluded. Freaking out emoticon. Overpriced too at 130 pounds for no OWO or CIM. Hitting head against brick wall emoticon. Read about her blogs and texts. Thumbs down emoticon. She's too mean to put money on her phone to text punters back. Obviously treats her punters like shit. To hell with penises, raging feminist emoticon. Fucking outrageous. Freaking out emoticon, two banging head against wall emoticon. Let's hope her blacklist leads to a dusty phone. And a dusty phone is a derogatory term used to describe an unpopular prostitute. Her phone is dusty due to lack of calls for bookings. Under thieves, we'll read the listing under Debbie Do It, which was posted by the president. And it goes like this. Negative. Debbie Do It. Northern Irish Mank, Manchester Milf NW, Danielle NW, Bunny Bop. Accepted a reverse booking bid for an overnight in Manchester, brackets Aurora Hotel, on 6th April 2011. And after a few minutes, her phone rang and she made out she had to return her friend's keys. Took the hotel card so she could get back in the lift. I was concerned, but could see she wasn't taking her bag. Obviously, the inevitable happened and she scammed me. Her bag had cocaine in too frowning emoticon. She's about 5'9", slim, blonde, Irish with smoker's hoarse voice. Don't trust this woman. She took me for 400 pounds. Frowning emoticon. And James999 adds, Never let the fee leave the room till morning. There's no reason a genuine girl should have a problem with this as she would be there in the morning. And Albert replies, She normally charges 1200 for an overnighter. Luckily, it was only 400 p you paid her. But in reality, you did not fear something like this would happen when she was going to accept a third of her normal price. Maybe a phone call to the lady would be in order to see if she wanted to buy back some of her items in the handbag, as if she has left drugs behind. Thanks for posting about her anyway. It's a warning for others not to book her. Will you be doing a report on Prozinet about her and a review on adult work? It's all going to make the others think twice about it if the scam is worth it when they see the punters will report incidents like this. And Strawberry asks, Dare I ask how you managed to leave four feedbacks on her profile? Freaking out emoticon. And the president replies, An update. An, uh, an, uh, an update. She emailed me today indicating she was given bad news for going downstairs. Okay, fair enough, but didn't stop her from running back up and returning my money and room key. Those who think I'm doing this untowardly, them each to their own. I hold no malice to the woman, but I'm annoyed that she can do this to punters without remorse. Saying don't let the money leave the room is easily said than done, but yes, unfortunately, we live and learn. I did respond to her email offering the money back, brackets, begging me not to ruin her quote-unquote good name. However, she deleted it without reading it. I have again tried to resolve the issue and text her again with no joy. I will be the first to indicate my faith is put back and post positive feedback if she does do what she has offered, but I won't hold my breath until the money is in my palm. You are all welcome to your opinions, however. I only posted by request by another and to highlight the risk. If you choose to see her having ref this, at least you go in with your eyes wide open. Why otherwise would I post this? I have good feedback and not scared to be held accountable if challenged. Stay safe and here's to getting my money back. If anyone does know Debbie do it and can assist resolving this amicably, then great. All I want is my money back and I will resolve the posts. If not, I am entitled to post these warnings. And we'll go from that post back to the regular posts in the UK punting subform discussion subform UK punting subform meeting the pimp. And it was started by Sam1. 
and goes like this. After seeing the threat of a boot bumping into other punters, I was wondering, have you ever actually seen the pimp or the guy who is her so-called security? And Smith's ads, yes, loads of times over the years, and sometimes it's a woman, not a man, in my experience. Usually they aren't seen or heard, which in a so-called indie's premises is how it should be, in my view. And Dope Beats asks, you thinking about asking his permission for her hand in punting? And VT replies, should be fine as long as you have the correct quote-unquote dowry, winking emoticon. And Spankmaster48 writes, shouldn't that be endowry? And the Crockett Man adds, I remember being at a lady's house for a punt, and one of the doors to the other room was open, and I saw a bloke sitting there staring into space. I thought it was her partner. And Punting Valley adds, Similar experience as well when I went to see a really good EE girl, and EE stands for Eastern European. As I was leaving, I saw someone else's leg sitting in the living room watching TV. I will never know if that is her pimp slash friend slash flatmate, but I am pretty sure it was a he giving the white track bottoms and trainers. Brackets, a very stereotypical EE bloke attire, rolling on the floor laughing emoticon. And Reaver adds, was in Amsterdam and in one of those alleys near the old church and a curtain was partially open at back of room and a guy walked past. He wasn't visiting, she pulled the curtain closed. Incidentally, she was quite good. Hungarian, 25, big implants, never seen her again. And George R. replies, when you saw, quote unquote, Sandy from Prestwich years ago, her partner slash pimp answered the door and waited in the next room while you fucked her. Rolling eyes emoticon. And Brock Sonic writes, I went to see a WG who took me upstairs. When we had finished, she said that my husband, brackets, pimp, would like to meet you. We went downstairs into the lounge, and sitting there was a bloke who did look a bit rough. Well, I had no worries, as he turned out to be a really nice bloke and gave me a can of lager. And Dope Beats asks, a thank you for servicing his wife? And Pleasure adds, how did the conversation flow? Quote, unquote, hope you had a good time with the missus. Good, isn't she? Freaking out emoticon. And Tom R. replies, I remember years ago going to visit a girl just outside Barnsley. She hadn't been working very long. Brackets was a nurse, I think she told me. And afterwards, she took me into her kitchen and I was invited to have a cup of tea with her husband. He was also a decent bloke and we talked for ages about football. Very strange experience. And Neil69 writes, There's one in my area whose husband answers the door and shows you to the room. I was a bit freaked out emoticon at first, and I thought it would put me off. But actually, it was a bit of a perverse thrill shagging his wife when he was in the back room. And Arianne010 writes, Totally different way to look at it, but it's true and disturbing. Was at a gig in Liverpool University about two years ago, and it borders on the red light area. So, shortcut and almost through the area, when I see a car, man leaning on car, and a really young girl stood back wearing almost nothing. As I pass, I hear him attempting to do a deal for her and two men in the car. So, at bottom of the road and waiting for traffic and lights, when girl appears and stands near. Next thing, hand on shoulder and pimp is offering this girl to me for the night. I panic and say, not from here and wish the lights would change. He says, no worries, he has a room we can do a deal on as well. I say no and now skip over the road as lights change. The girl follows alone and pleads with me to come as I seem nicer than the usual men. I refuse but get her age and she is 14. Could not believe it, so decided to get on a later bus and go looking for a copper. Found one and reported her age. And the Crockett Man adds, I would never want to meet a pimp. It gives the experience an air of dodginess. Five exclamation points. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the UK punting subform discussion, subform regional punting, subform Wales, in a thread started by that guy, entitled, Tag Teaming a British Prosy in Cardiff slash South Wales. Any takers? 
And it goes like this. Anyone fancy tag teaming any British prosies in Cardiff slash South Wales? I'm open to suggestions and don't have anyone specific in mind. 18 to 35 is my only limits. And Melfort212 writes, Only if you're paying. Sunglasses emoticon. And Sam55 adds, Is that between 18 and 35 blokes or the age limit? If there's 35 of us, it should work out to about a tenner apiece. Grinning emoticon. And Red Devil 86 writes, Excuse my ignorance. What would a tag team exactly mean in the context of punting? I've got an idea, but could be embarrassingly off the mark. Still only nine months into this, so still brackets always learning. Thank you. And that guy adds, Lads, simple. I don't want anyone I... I... I don't want anyone to know I'm a serial punter. I don't want to fuck a chick with any of my friends or family. I just want to fuck a filthy prosy with a like-minded individual. The prosy will be between the ages of 18 to 35. Guys, I couldn't give a shit if you're 110, as long as we double penetrate some prosy. Tag team equals two men fucking one girl. Also, I am not bi in the slightest. No, I won't be paying, and for the 10 guys who PM'd me, I'll get back to you wishing the weekend. And Mr. GG writes, you got any escort in mind? There's a few I would like to try. And Red Devil 86 replies, Cheers, that guy. Yep, I was spot on. I have visited a couple of couples in my short time doing this. Brackets, punting for about nine months. And knowing the other guy is her bloke is a tad exciting when he's telling you to fuck her harder and she loves it. Gang bangs on me bucket list, but got to be with strangers. Couldn't do it with three mates and my brother. Yuck. And Sir Frank adds, you say you're not bi, but I'm so good-looking I could turn Burt Reynolds. That's why I couldn't possibly consider spit-roasting some lass with you, even if you offered to take a look at my teeth for fuck-all afterwards. And we'll finish up this episode by reading a few reviews from the UK Punting website. And these are found in the UK Punting subform discussions, subform reviews, subform London, in a thread started by Mr. X007, entitled English Rose Paris, brackets, Cold Cunt. Shit and one of my worst punts ever. Negative. And it goes like this. There is two links to her adultwork.com page where she is apparently known as Paris British Sex Queen. And the review goes like this. After reading the excellent reviews on here, I am a bit mystified. This was a horrible, empty experience. A void. Asterix. The girl I saw was so shit, I am only going to list what was shit about her and the punt. Short version. Positives, none, apart from saving me a lot of money because this pale, saggy cadaver has put me off punting for probably a long time. Negatives, pale, saggy tits, stretch marks, pimples on back slash shoulder, cold personality, answers phone during booking, watches TV whilst wanking you, the most lifeless BJ I've ever had, cum dodger, doesn't even want it on her hands or tits. I would feel the walls of an empty dustbin more than this girl's mouth, and trust me, many more negatives. Long version. At some point, saw her at some premiere inn off the A12 in Chelmsford. Here we go. The girl was not what I expected. When I got home and consulted the photos on the profile, I doubt the girl I saw was the one in the pictures. I thought this straight away and should have walked. Quote-unquote Paris in the profile looks tanned, toned, and warm even with her face blurred. This girl was thin with droopy tits, stretch marks, cold as a penguin's arse feathers. Is that... <laughs> 
as I had asked for her to dress as a maid with high heels but no stockings, brackets which she did so she got something right, I couldn't see the droopy tits or stretch marks until she undressed. I asked for her to do an erotic striptease, brackets which she had trouble understanding which is fucking odd considering she was a West End stripper, something I fucking seriously doubt. She gyrated and teased quite sexily for 30 seconds until her phone went off. She got off me and composed a message to the sender, I presume. I started losing my developing hard on. Then she took the rest of her clothes off and said, quote unquote, take these, brackets, pants off. She was going to blow me but started getting a condom ready. I said, quote unquote, can you do it without? She clearly didn't want to and moaned like fuck. When I insisted, she said, quote unquote, I don't want to do, you want to do, wash yourself. Despite having had a shower 30 minutes earlier and smelling as fresh as a daisy, I went to the bathroom where quote-unquote Paris followed me, grabbed my dick, and scrubbed and washed my cock exaggeratedly for a few minutes, constantly pulling back my foreskin and seeing if I was clean, I suppose. Then she kept washing my cock with shower gel for a stupid amount of time. After that, her OWO was lifeless, and I could hardly feel her mouth at all. It was like being blown by a fucking corpse. I stood up while she blew me more, but she sat in a way that sort of distanced me from her, and I just completely lost my heart on. I started to wank. I wanted to say, quote unquote, you are shit. I'm better off wanking. I let her wank me a bit, but she was trying to watch TV. I let her wank me for a bit, but she was trying to watch the TV while doing it. I asked for lube, so she used skin cream, which was pretty unerotic. I said I wanted to wank on her tits. I had to persuade her to hold them together. When I started coming, she said, quote unquote, slowly, slowly, idiot. How can I come, quote unquote, slowly? She moaned about my cum going all over her. I said, quote unquote, that's what's supposed to happen, brackets, quote unquote, you're supposed to be a prostitute, but you're clearly no fucking good at it. She ran into the bathroom, brackets, actually, I beat her to it, because I wanted to wash my cock from tis vile, pale, saggy whore. I saw her furiously washing her arms in the bath while I opened the door and left. With a couple of other disappointing experiences lately, she is the absolute worst experience I've had for a long time, if ever. What's worse than the 80 pounds is the two hours of my life I wasted as well as wanting to erase the memory and experience of this useless, cold corpse of a woman. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And the asterisk earlier in the thread is here, and it says, I hate people writing in capitals unless absolutely necessary, and this time I deem these warnings necessary. And James Rockford adds, only one explanation possible. Her glowing AW reviews stopped in March. Since then, her body has been taken over by the anti-erotic, man-hating phantom spirit of Mary Whitehouse, brackets Google her, and turned her into a corpse-like zombie to teach us punters a lesson. I hope that you have not been infected by this zombie. I advise that you get back ASAP into the game with a well-reviewed, red-blooded human being, living woman, and purge your body of any boner-shrinking sprite, lest your dick fall off from disgust. P.S. I suffered a similar temporary setback. Brackets, see my review. And I sympathize. And Firing Blanks adds, Really enjoyed the graphic and imaginative comments. Even though this sounded like a dreadful punt, it really made me smile, and I'm sure others too at your descriptive content. Good luck on your next punt. Sounds like you need a girl with blood in her veins and passion in her heart. And Mr. X007 writes, Haha, thanks James Rockford. At least the lifeless sack of shit I saw had her teeth. My experience was just shit and a waste of money. Yours would have given me a heart attack. It's all relative. My suspicion? Quote, unquote, Paris has fucked off and allowed someone else to use her profile or her pimp has. I have a favorite, but often her location and time don't suit, but I'll probably limit future occasional punts to her or another escort I've had decent experience with. At the moment, I don't want my cock touched by any woman. I feel like it's been, quote, unquote, sucked by a dead, withering zombie. 
And James Rockford adds, Oh dear, that witch sucked the life force out of you. They live off that. They need the blood. If your dick starts pointing towards graveyards as you pass them, or towards the full moon, then you need to worry. Otherwise, take two, brackets, blue, smarties, thrice a day for two weeks, and you'll be fine. Must be the blue ones, mind. And Palin Fan 1979 writes, Hi, mate. Did she have any tattoos? The real Paris had a distinctive set, including script over her left shoulder blade and, quote-unquote, amber on her stomach just above her pussy. Also, a flowery-style design on the finger of one hand. This sounds very much like someone who has bought the profile off a girl who stopped working and is using it wholesale with no changes, including the photos, text, and great feedback. She is thus not the Paris who was the fantastic escort, brackets, although under-reviewed on this fine form, and needs avoiding at all costs based on your experience. And Mr. X007 replies, No, I didn't see any tattoos. Looks like I got unlucky. I was expecting a quote-unquote English rose. I got a quote-unquote Romanian stinging nettle. Note to self, as soon as the door opens and you're disappointed, run like fuck. And we'll go from that review to the review that James Rockford referred to in the previous post. And this review, again by James Rockford, is entitled Negative. Mature Tiffany Gilf. Yikes. And it goes like this. Met this lady at a London hotel some months ago for a one-hour meet. I was in the mood for an experienced MILF to take the lead and just work some sensual magic on me while I closed my eyes. Ah, the air of expectation filled my nostrils as I entered the lift, and I positively glided along the corridor of the third floor, my hungry eyes expectantly searching for the magic room number that would, like some cipher, guide me to a new and wonderful experience. Why hadn't I thought of this before? Why waste time with those silly, frivolous, giggly young Polish ladies all these months? I knocked. The door opened slowly with the mysterious lady behind it, her thin fingers visible around the edge of the door. I walked in discreetly and I walked in discreetly in one motion, wholeheartedly, turned around to face my lover and... Breaks! Yikes! Too late. The door had closed behind the lady's back and in she came. What had I done? Six question marks. The horror. The smile that greeted me didn't involve all that many teeth for a start. The air of expectation in my nostrils was replaced by the fetid stench of ciggies and crisps, and the radiant visage of the experienced lady that I had envisaged was replaced by the sort of face that one would averagely expect, in a lady north of 60 who had experienced a lifetime of late nights. My body temperature fell and everything went blurry from there until I got into the shower. Brackets, why didn't I walk? Why, oh why? I remember shaking my head in the shower and promising to treat this just like an expensive massage slash lesson in life. After many minutes loitering in the shower, one damp towel provided, I spot, Brackets, one damp towel provided, I finally walked out, head hung, resigned to face my fate. Money had already been handed over when I entered, brackets, the effects of the shock. Tiffany is very skinny. There have obviously been many attempts at surgical enhancement, but science in this area is still in its relative infancy and has its limitations. The boobs were rigid, and the skin to the north and south of these rapidly became alpine and craggy. The lips had more crevasses than the South Pole in the springtime, and spoke of the millions of Marlboros and Benson and Hedges she must have consumed by fire since the early 1960s. The lady is thin and lives purely on cereal and crisps, as she told me, and the room was strewn with open bags slash cartons from the final aisle of the local Tesco Metro. There is little point in describing the service. Brackets, it would only reinforce the images in my mind. My butt was clenched as she gave me OWO. She put on some kind of protective chemical on my dick before, and I thanked her wholeheartedly for that. I just closed my eyes and somehow, quote-unquote, 
kind of climaxed. Brackets, many thanks and acknowledgments to Megan Fox for my mind's use of her face and oiled body. Job done with time to spare, brackets, a first. I excused myself and stood in the shower scrubbing my body, face, hair, ears, eyeballs, nostrils. Dried myself off, brackets, hey, damp towel, we meet again. A quick limp handshake goodbye and out the door. This time, I didn't use the lift on the way down. I used the stairs. Faster. Awful, awful, awful. I don't wish to be rude to anyone, but she advertises as a 45-year-old hottie. No, no, no. As for the fawning AW reviews, they are awful. Thank goodness I discovered UK punting today. I had to tell someone. I feel better. The past is gone. And tomorrow is another day. And every day, in every way, I feel better and better and better. Brackets, note to self, repeat 20 times daily. And Rock Harders writes, Thank you for the warning. Removed from my HL. I'll take it the profile pics were taken about 30 years ago and photoshopped by Industrial Light and Magic. And James Rockford replies, No, George Lucas wouldn't have touched the project, but offered her a part in Star Wars. Disney eventually accepted the challenge and airbrushed the pics as an experiment using solvents and a mechanical airbrush. And Ali123 writes, I must admit that I went to see her as well. But I left after excuses I couldn't go through with it. I thought that it was going to be hot and horny sex and rimming session, but left due to her being too old for my young self. And Rock Harders adds, While reading this, I envisaged how repulsive it would be kissing a bony old hag with lips that looked like a puckered-up dog's asshole. And Deza the Blue 2 writes, Haha, great read. I met Tiffany in Cambridge, got to room, nearly choked when I saw her, made an excuse, can't remember what, probably, quote-unquote, thanks but no, and ran out of the room. I don't think I could have even gotten aroused with her. And Festizio writes, I wonder how many walkouts she gets. Serves her right for not showing her face. And I Punter writes, One of the best reviews I have ever read. And James Rockford replies, If I saved you from making an awful mistake, then my work in this life is done. And we'll finish this episode by going back to the discussions at UK Punting in a thread started by Nick, entitled... Is punting a total waste of money? And it goes like this. I never thought I'd hear myself suggesting this. For years, I scoffed at friends who tried to tell me punting was a waste of money and that it could be spent on so much more worthwhile things. But today really hit home to me how much I've changed. I was on the verge of booking my first punt in over a year. It would have been Chelsea Hart in Mansfield, who seems to be the only local one who might float my boat these days. I was feeling semi-like it. Had the time available and she was working. I went to the cash machine and withdrew 120 pounds for the hour. Although I think I might have booked half an hour as money is tight. I have to be careful. However, before making a booking, I went to Clark's shoe shop. It is some years since I bought any footwear and I was in need of a good couple pairs. And so it was I ended up splashing the cash in a couple of pairs. 120 exactly. And they were in the fucking sale. Didn't realize how decent shoes have increased in price since I bought any. Prior to going to Clark's, I had been to a cheapo shop who were offering two pairs of trainers for 25 pounds. But I expect these would fall apart after a few months. I know from past experience, these particular types of footwear should last me years. So something that I needed and will hopefully be with me for some time to cost exactly the same as an hour's punt, which may or may not have been VFM, which stands for value for money. This is why, as I arrived home with my new shoes, I didn't regret my decision at all and was extremely happy with it. I can't believe that I regularly splashed $200 on a session with the prosy. If I ever do punt again, it will most likely be the 40 pound to 60 pounds I used to spend in the early years. Then again, as most were shite, I probably won't bother. I think I've just become an old bastard much quicker than I expected. Embarrassed, rolling eyes emoticon. And Fred Punter writes, it's certainly not cheap, but the alternative is depressing to contemplate. 
And Nick adds, I did have a wank after trying on my shoes. Laughing emoticon. And iPunter adds, I agree it is expensive, but my punting money comes out of small jobs I do on the side, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Sometimes I think I could have bought this or that, but I like the feeling that I get punting. I think we should all put in a 10-pound note in to get you a punt to get you back into the game, lol. And Huckleberry adds, Nick, your story resonates with my own only last week. With recent hot weather on the horizon, I too had 250 pounds in my pocket, which was going to be used for two slots with Maria in Edgeware. However, whilst paying TK Maxx store, popped in just to look at their short sleeve shirts, and they had a range of Ralph Lauren polo branded shirts, which I saw at Fenwick's for £89 each only last week. So bought six lovely shirts, took them home, only to be complimented by Mrs. H. Wore them all this week, and they will be with me for a long time, where two puns with Maria would have been good for a while, but nothing to show for. At least now my wardrobe looks updated, and I can appreciate my purchase. Similarly, only sticking to 50-pound half-hour punts now. And Punk writes, Punting is only a real waste of time when the prosies don't deliver the goods. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. What did you think about that? I think it's sweet. All these guys get together and talk about how they're all fucking the same person. When, I, when you're in high school, that is a bad thing. But as you get older, you realize if you got the money, why can't everyone just all fuck the same person when you have it? I don't know. It just seems like it totally makes sense. I think I mentioned the last time I read about prostitutes, I have never been with a prostitute. I know people who have, and I know one person who really loved it, but uh, the person I know who gave me a more realistic recounting of their prostitute experience involved going to Amsterdam and picking a girl that was like amazingly hot and then basically having her grind the cum out of him and then tell him to leave. You know, it's, he said it was awful. <laughs> Amsterdam was the only place where I ever, really ever considered it. They're just unbelievably lovely ladies there. But I just knew I wouldn't be able to get through it because I just would be, I just would know. I have no illusion that I can put up with where I can be like, I think she might be enjoying this. So yeah, no prostitutes for me. How about you guys? You guys have a lot of uh, prostitute sex, gigolo sex. My favorite. My favorite thing that I read was at the beginning of this, where the beginning of this episode where the guy was like, why don't they look at me in the eye? <laughs> uh, to be that simple would be great, but we all know better. Anyway, so that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. I wanted to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone who's been joining the Facebook page. We've had a lot of new joiners at the Facebook page. It's always nice to see. And I sent out another, I mean, record load of magnets after this last episode. Um, so I'm currently out, but I'll order more because I like sending them around the world. So uh, feel free to send me a request for magnets. I just won't have any to send in the short term, probably for like two weeks. But by the time the next episode comes out, I will have them. So ask away. As always, you know, you can, you know, follow me on Twitter at King underscore Lou. That's where I do most of my tweeting of nonsense. It's not only Lou Reads related, but it's... I try to make it entertaining. And also, like the Facebook page if you are on Facebook. I don't post a ton of stuff, and I try to keep it fun as well. So that's a great place to find out news about the podcast. There's also a Tumblr if you like Tumblr. I'm all over the social medias. What do I need to put it on next? You guys tell me. What, what's the hip thing that kids are putting their podcasts on these days? 
I need more people to listen to this. And as always, if you get a chance, please write a review on iTunes. It really does help when people read those. I recently showed it to a person and they were amazed that I had 260 plus reviews and almost all of them are positive. So it's awesome that you guys are writing reviews, but I know there's more of you out there who haven't written them yet. So please write reviews, whatever you can. Please write reviews on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And be sure and tell your friends. I know that this podcast is a little on the uh, extreme listening side. So when you tell people that you listen to it and you want them to listen to, it can kind of be a hard sell sometimes. But people, if, you, if they give it a chance, God, I hope they like it. And I know a lot of people out there are doing that, and I really appreciate it. Tell your friends and ask for magnets and write your congressman about something. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Let's wrap this episode up. There'll be a mini episode coming up soon as I did a birthday reading for a gentleman and I'm going to just post the reading that I did after that gentleman's birthday so you can all enjoy that silliness as well. So keep your pod feed open. I don't know. Just pay attention. It'll be out soon enough. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet UK Punting Edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.